Hello and welcome back to another episode of Dragons and Demons Real Motivation Podcast. So again, this is the podcast that studies motivation, talks about motivation. I talk about what my journey is and why I got here. I talk about how I motivate. I talk about some ideas and tips on how to help you motivate. And in the future, we're going to be talking to others, looking up the research, digging into the neuroscience and trying to figure out everything we can about motivation to share with people so that they can better their lives with the idea of if you took these episodes and shared them with me on my worst day and shared them with my dad and some of the people I know on their sickest day, this would be the thing that gets them out of bed. This would be the things that get them to focus on the positive in their lives. Hopefully we can do that one episode at a time. So this is episode five. It's the fifth part of kind of my prequel series, laying the foundation for what this is going to look like. Episode one was my introduction and my why. Episode two was building a strong foundation. So talking about the physical portion. Um, Episode three was assembling your legion. So figuring out the relationship piece. Episode four was preparing for the sleigh. So that's the mental approach to the different things that I've done in my life, my mental approach, and, and just how they can kind of service you throughout your life and how they've serviced me throughout my life. Here we are, episode five. So this would be what I call the pre-fight checklist. So before you head out on these journeys to conquer these dragons, slay these dragons and defeat these demons, this is kind of the pre-fight checklist. So I've kind of broken this into a couple different categories, but I think this will be a quick episode, but I think it's an important one before we really get into the nitty gritty of what this podcast series is going to be all about. So first and foremost, finding a dragon that makes you happy and feel makes you feel valued. So this idea of the dragon is not so much a physical dragon because they don't exist anymore, if you're a believer or not, but this is finding a purpose and more specifically how I found what I think my purpose is and other purposes that I've chased and and what kind of gets me out of bed and what gets me fired up each day. So finding what makes me happy and makes me feel valued was super important. And obviously I haven't felt the value come back on this yet. I've, I've had bits and pieces, but it's, it's important so that, you know, this journey, this dragon is still worth conquering every single day. So how do you know this dragon is worthwhile? I personally, again, with the, the dragon being this motivational researching podcast, I'm reminded of, I mean, just going back and forth with people on different motivational things. So you think about, again, in my my days of sports and athletics and competitions, you think about those pregame speeches. And while I was never able to give the best pregame speech, I can, some of the best ones I've heard stand out in memory to this day. And and days when I was 15 years old, those pregame speeches stand out to me. When... You sit back and you are scrolling through TikTok or, or YouTube or you're looking for something and, and you're just kind of moseying through the day and you get that one video that pops in your feed that gives you goosebumps or it gets you fired up or it gets you to like, man, tomorrow is the day I'm going to change my life or today is the day. Like when you kind of come across something that fires you up like that, that's kind of what I'm going for here. Now, I always knew in football that there would be an end game. And for my five foot nine frame of a short armed, not super athletic kid out of a small town that didn't really stand a chance at making it at the NFL, 
And I, I always knew in the back of my mind as, although I didn't prepare that way, I always knew in the back of my mind that I wasn't going to be an NFL football player. Moving on to, I mean, I've always excelled. I've always pushed myself to try and be the best at what I did, but I always had something hold me back, whether it was limitations in, in what I practiced or limitations in how I prepared or just genetics or whatever. There was always something that held me back. And I always had something in the back of my mind that, that kind of held me back. What makes this, this dragon or this series for me worthwhile is it's endless. So while I can study motivation and I can get a couple videos to get me fired up for tomorrow's workout, or I can come up with the right things to say in a pregame speech or to a kid in my office who's going through tough times, there's always going to be room for improvement. Every public speaker, every motivational speaker, every video you see is not that person's first, nor is it their last. There's always room for growth. That's why that's one of the reasons why I think this dragon is worthwhile. And again, I look back and I reflect back to myself when I was 322 pounds, I could not tie my shoes. All I wanted to do was eat. And while I was working out pretty regularly, those workouts were lackadaisical. I, I couldn't keep up with my kids. I, I was kind of falling apart from the inside out where no one realized what I was going through. No one realized kind of the turmoil I put myself in just by getting to that state. The reason why I know this is worthwhile is because that person in me will never go away. There will always be that person in me. There will always be those demons in me that will always try and tell me and remind me that I never made it to the NFL, that I never took first in my first bodybuilding show. I never kind of got to the top of where I wanted to be. So I know this is worthwhile because that chase, that, that purpose is endless and, and there's no top for what I'm doing here. There's no ceiling. There's no Super Bowl. There's no pros. It's just continued growth. And I'm excited for that. And that message that I have for myself back then is always going to grow, get better, get stronger, get more defined and, and more exciting. Um, and again, same message to, to my dad on his sickest day when he was on his deathbed. He couldn't talk. He couldn't swallow foods. He, he still threw his thumbs up every single day. If I could find a message to share with him, and, and I was 16, 17 years old at the time, when I was, if I had a message that I could share with him just to put a smile on his face, which for him was anything, then I would love to, to go back and provide that. So that's why I know this is worthwhile because someone is going to smile hearing these messages. Someone is going to get out of bed and do something positive in their life. Someone is going to hug their kids. Someone, if they're listening, is going to put in an extra 10 minute walk here and there, and it's going to be worthwhile. Again, it's, it's not going to be measured very early and very soon, but as long as enough people listen, it'll get out there. What do I expect in return? So I, obviously I'd love to get famous on the internet and get millions of dollars and just be able to kick back and enjoy it. But that reality to me, again, that is something that is unfulfilling. Money is unfulfilling. And that is something that is an endless chase that's not worthwhile. So what do I want to get in return? I want to get in return the, really, it's about accountability for me on here. If I can share these messages, and, and just this past weekend, I was sick as a dog. I, I had a nasty cold. And I didn't want to work out and I knew my body just needed to, to fix itself and I needed to give myself a break. But all I wanted to do was get back to work. <clears throat> what I want in return is the accountability factor of 
me continuing to get on here, kind of pour things out, learn new things, but also the things that I'm saying I am all about. And yes, I still get out of, out of bed at four o'clock, three thirty every morning. Even this morning, I woke up early and was like, you know what? There's still something sickness going on in here. I'm not going to work out, but I'm going to still eat right and do my right thing. But I did kind of take it easy this morning. So the biggest thing I want in return for this is accountability. And again, if one of these messages can go out and help somebody, that's more than I need. Feedback. Am I looking for a pat on the back? Am I looking for a, a, a trophy? Am I looking for an award here? Even if there is such thing, I'm unaware of it. What I really want is is just to have pride in my work. I, I love hearing the feedback from people that is just, hey, man, I heard your podcast. I, I was kid in school the other day. I heard the podcast. Keep it going. Like that is not like a I mean, it's great to hear. It's not what I'm out for. But at the end of the day, to just know that people are listening and my message is getting out there, that's awesome. And and really, when I sit down and I listen to my podcast, and yes, I'm one of those crazy people who listens to themselves talk. Really, I, I'm, I'm analyzing myself. I'm trying to fix and repair and get ready for the next episode. Because again, you never know who's listening. You never know who's interested. And you never know who you're actually helping. So that's that's what my my feedback is. Yes, people provide feedback, positive and negative, all the time. I, I get stuff every episode, both in my wife and I's podcast, Kevlar, and this podcast right here. I get comments from people all the time. I get answers to some of the questions I ask. I get, hey, you, your your sound sounded weird. This part kind of broke up. Your, your cuts didn't really come out great. I get that kind of stuff, and it's appreciated because I'm working at this too. I've had people come out. I've had three or four people reach out <clears throat> talking about producing cleaning up some of the audio and some of the video that I work on and I've turned most of them down. I've turned them all down because at this stage in the game, it's all extremely personal for me. And some of the things that I cut out are just a little too personal or they're a little too confidential as far as like sharing close friends and family's details that I'm, I'm just not ready to share. And, and even with someone who would come in and help me cut some of this out, I'm not ready for them to share too. There's a lot of personal things that I'm still kind of going through my headspace in here that I'm not ready to share yet. And I did have a, a student ask me to help with some of these, which I would glad be glad to take them up on. But for the time being, I'm trying to keep my my work life, my personal life balance in order and making sure I'm, I'm not oversharing on here anything about my work life. And I'm definitely not trying to bring anyone into the fold that, that would kind of conflict that work-life balance. So another big thing I wanted to point out about what makes you ha feel happy and valued is this trophy generation deal. So we're in a place, we're in a stage where, and, and part of me, when I first got into the scene of powerlifting, it was a little frustrating. So everybody gets recognized. Everybody gets rewards. They create new categories and new things for everybody. And, and I'm not one to believe in the trophy generation thing, but I'm also not one to force my kid to give his trophies back. Um, we, he got a trophy for foot flag football season and they won every single game. And while my kid may not have been a huge participant or paying attention very much in the season, he was at most practices. He did run around and help those kids run a little faster. So he was part of a team that gets that. And I believe he does get the trophy. Now, if they lost every single game, maybe I would be that parent to be like, Oh, we don't need these. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not out here chasing a trophy. And if you are, 
I hope it's a big silver shiny one that gets you exactly what you need. But if you're in it for the glory, if you're in it for the money, if you're in it for the trophies, maybe your dragon is unrealistic. Maybe it's made out of crystal instead of the purpose that you're looking for. For something to be truly fulfilling, it's got to be something that you take pride in the preparation. You take pride in the chase. You take pride in getting there. You take pride in the battle. You take pride in the aftermath. You take pride and you're excited about every little component of this. And once you accomplish that feat, if you accomplish that feat, if it's not an endless chase, then you can look back and be like, I truly gave it almost everything I have. I'm proud of what I have accomplished and I'm ready to move on to what my next thing is. <laughs> so that would probably be part one of my checklist. What makes you happy and what makes you feel valued? Next part, goal setting. So for this podcast series, I have some pretty lofty goals. I'm not quite ready to share all of them because again, accountability, I want them to be number one most important thing about goal setting is they need to be realistic. So the, the where do you see yourself in X number of years to me is a hard, hard one to answer. So yes, I could say in, in one year, I'm going to be here. In five years, I'm going to be here. In 10 years, I'm going to be here. In 15 years, I'm going to be here. I could line up those goals. But if they're not, if they're hard lined and data driven like they should be, if they're measurable like they should be, it's going to be really hard to adjust the flow of those. So I think that goal setting should be personal or and or your team and group settings should be based on realistic means. And, and I really, really like to focus my goals on the input. Whenever I talk nutrition or diet, it's focused. The goals are focused on the input. So if I can input 45 days of a perfect diet where my input is high protein, balanced carbohydrates, clean and blah, blah, blah. If I'm focusing on the input, then the result or the output of weight loss and strength gains and these things are so much easier to accomplish because I'm not measuring by that. I can use that as a measure, but that is not my end game. <clears throat> so if something that I can set my goals on the input is so much stronger and so much more able, it's so much easier to reach if you focus on the input. Now for your goals, write them down share them with people. I am sharing all of them through these podcasts. On my wife and I's podcast, we share our goals all the time. I share my goals on social media. So all of my goals I share as publicly as I can, as long as they're not too personal, because I want that accountability. I want the fact that, again, if there are five people listening, those five people would be disappointed if my 45-day challenge of eating perfect didn't, didn't go to plan. And, and maybe they wouldn't care less. Maybe they would give me the head nod. Hey, you tried your best and pat on the back. Here's your trophy, whatever. But at the end of the day, if, if I can sit back and be like, man, people are depending on me again, they might not be depending on me at all. But in my head, I can create this accountability based around there are people listening. When I put my goals out there, then I need to accomplish them. That just helps me keep it to a higher standard. And then writing them down, writing them down helps you measure it and helps you keep track of it. And, and it helps you adjust for when you break that goal, what's the next thing? So if my goal is to have five workouts this week, next week, am I going to keep it to five? What did I write down? I wrote down three the week before that. So am I going to continue my growth this way? <coughs> Feedback and tracking. I am a huge fan. I'm a huge proponent of journaling. 
So your feedback can just be in your journaling. I've been writing journals for a very, very long time as far as what my diet looks like. I could show you the books and books I have, what my diet looks like, what my workouts look like, what my, and for a while there, I was keeping a journal just when I was deep into it and when I was in rough shape, kind of what I felt. So I felt sloppy, miserable, depressed, out of breath, and I felt I felt better. Today was a really good day. Like I, I could really write these things down and see and see the the change in my input of my diet also affect my feelings, my mood, my emotions, but also my output, my weight loss, and things like that. So journaling and tracking results is huge. If it's a nutrition or a, a, a exercise-based goal, if you can just see the progress, and it's really hard to keep track. Like you don't want to be that person that goes in the gym and just kind of throws darts at a dartboard and, and tries your workout out. And then you come back the next day and you're doing the same thing because you throwing your darts and you hit the same numbers and there's no improvement there. The best thing you can do is track your progress by writing stuff down afterwards. <coughs> and then a tricky part is transitioning between your goal, your result and the next goal. So looking at your goal in your journaling, did I meet my goal? Okay analyze it. How much do I want to increase my goal? How much do I want to decrease my weight loss? How much do I want to increase my strength gains? How much do I want to increase this personal goal of reading, of research, of work-based stuff? So how much am I willing to jump? Am I going to take these baby steps because I don't feel super disciplined and I don't feel super accountable? Or am I going to take big steps while, again, it is super important to keep them realistic? I'm not going to sit here and say that my goal is to bench 600 at 100 pounds less body weight than I did at my meet. That'd be unrealistic. I'd take smaller chunks. And again, I'm focusing my goal setting on the input. So how much work can I put in between now and then to get my weight down and to get my strength up? <coughs> goal setting is super, super important, but also it could crush you. Because if you set these lofty goals of I'm going to lose 10 pounds this week, you're going to set yourself up for failure because it's unrealistic to get there. If you set these super lofty goals of, of I'm going to have abs by summer beach season, I'm telling you right now, I've been on about 70 days of dieting with a five day break in there and I had abs and then they went away and then I've had them again. And they went like, I'm, I'm kind of, it, it's really hard to accomplish these bigger, loftier goals. So goal setting while you need to keep them realistic, I would measure the input versus the output, use the output as like my feedback loop journal everything and just keep tweaking your goals not to be too high not to be too low just that that steady improvement to get to your final end game commitment so this goal of mine of chasing this motivation studying researching and talking to people it's going to be a big commitment because even as i sat down tonight i was not excited to do this usually i record this thing on the weekends this is the night before I'm going to publish this episode. I'm exhausted. I am still sick. If you can't hear it in my voice, I, I mean, I wrote this up like a week ago, so it's not like the content is there any different. I, it, it's hard to sit down and do this, but I've, again, I've put it out there that I'm going to drop an episode every single week. And if I have to stay up all night, I'll do it because this is something that I put out there. And again, if I have five listeners and all five of them are looking for that episode Tuesday morning, I don't want to be the one to disappoint them. And I feel like if I disappoint them, I'm going to disappoint myself 
and and the continue again even I'm a couple minutes into this episode and i already feel some growth happening i feel a little better both in my whatever this cold is and and overall and i'm excited for the next episode so one thing that you have to evaluate is is this a waste of time so we talked about it a while ago quit versus quitting in place um how many people just kind of go through the motions while they still may physically show up every day and and look like they're committed but they give lackadaisical effort so quitting versus quitting in place i i thought i kind of had a an internal combustion a thought yesterday sunday at my kids wrestling tournament so the first match he goes out there and he gets pinned in like seven seconds and he made every mistake that he has ever made at the same time and to me first glance it looked like he just went out there was like let me get pinned real quick and let me get back to the bench because he just wasn't really feeling it so after that at first i was i was i was hot i was mad and and i kind of caught my breath and then talked to him and again i'm talking to a six-year-old so i was like all right this is let me just figure out what's going on so i talked to him he he was again he's six he doesn't really know the sport well so he was kind of confused on what happened and we talked it out for a little while we set some goals and and i was like look your first your next match the first thing i want you to do is set up and take a shot and I was like, man, if this kid goes out there and falls to his back again and gets pinned in the first eight seconds, maybe it's time to look in to see if he's actually quit or quitting in place. So the first thing he does, he gets up, they blow the whistle, he takes a step left, takes a shot. Now he missed, he made contact, he did everything right. That other kid stepped left, he stepped left, so he kind of missed the kid. He did have a hand in, but then he rolled, got rolled up, and he was pinned a little bit later. But again, this is a first-year wrestler at six years old who's wrestling kids who are seven and have been wrestling for three years. So the fact that he <coughs> – excuse me. The fact that he took that next step and tried something else was like, all right, I, I have faith. We're continuing growth. We're continuing to – move forward. He is not quitting in place. He's just kind of unsure what to do. So he was not wasting his time. He wasn't wasting anybody's time. Like my overreaction led me to believe. <coughs> Excuse me. So long haul, how long is this journey going to take you? If you found a dragon, that is something that's a short-term goal or a long-term goal. How long is it going to take you? And are you willing to stick it out for that long haul? This motivation podcast idea that I've kind of formulated, it was meant to replace the, the football coaching aspect of my life. And while that might not be over forever, it's over for a while. So is this something that I'm going to, am I going to be putting this podcast on for the next 30 years? Who knows? I don't, I don't know past the next episode. Is it something that I'm definitely committing myself to for the short term and, and plan? I already have. Man, let's see. <coughs> right now I have 28 guests. I've only talked to about five of them as far as possibly coming on the, the show. So that puts me at 28 plus 5, 33 with a couple other episodes. I mean, I've already kind of have a year roughly planned out. The long haul. I don't know what my plan is going to be. I have a year planned out. Who knows? I guess we'll see. Now, what your long haul long haul goal is, whatever your dragon may be, 
you never really want to look at the end until you accomplish that thing. And, and honestly, my dragon is kind of mysterious in shape and size and, and all that. But I, I don't know that I'll ever truly know when I've made it. But hey, that's what this, this purpose, this journey is all about. Adversity. I'm going to stumble across some adversity. I'm going to have some times where maybe I have a guest lined up and they bail on me or something happens that doesn't come up. Where I get sick and I got a raspy throat or no voice and, and we, we make do. Um, my, my, our podcast, me and my wife, we had an episode where she was sick and she had zero voice and she felt terrible. We phoned a friend, got a guest host in there, and took care of it. I mean, and then adversity throughout my football career. Tons and tons of adversity. Unfair adversity for some of the kids in our program. Figure it out. We figure it out. We get through it. We get stronger because of it. We make sure that either it never happens again or we are prepared as if it would happen again. Self-doubt. Self-doubt is something that might not sound like it if you listen to these podcasts and listen to my my tone self-doubt is something that i i come across every single day um i i am my bit one of my biggest critics I, there's times when i re-record this the intro to this podcast five times before i'm like this is the one and and i give it too much thought sometimes i just roll with it sometimes i feel good sometimes i just all right whatever that'll that'll do Got to get over it. This this purpose of mine that I've created it is for me, it's for my kids, it's for other people. It's too big to let a little bit of self-doubt, let the demons inside me kind of come to the front and stop me from doing what I want to do. <coughs> Sorry, again, fighting through that. So the last part, we have shaped our purpose we have our dragon. We have figured if it's worthwhile, if it's if it has value, what our feedback is going to look like. We have set some goals. We have considered our commitment. Is this a waste of time? Is this what happens if the adversity hits self-doubt? Now, one of the most important parts. Waking up each day. And taking the correct first step. You set your mindset to what you want your day to be like. Are you that person who gets out of bed and says, Oh, it's Monday. Worst day of the week. Are you the person, Oh man, it's Tuesday. I still have four more days of this crap. Oh, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. Or are you the person that says, it's Monday. I got five opportunities to make this the best week ever. Are you the person that says, Monday, I'm going to make this Monday my bitch because it's going to be the best Monday ever. You have a tough meeting ahead of you on that day. What are you going to be? Oh, man, this meeting's going to suck. Or I'm going to get up early so I can plan and, and come up with every single supporting thing I can to go into this meeting on fire and be the strongest advocate in that meeting. Are you the person that's going to prepare and, and walk in that room as if you have outworked everybody in that room before even walking into it? Are you going to have the mindset of, I can beat everybody up in this room because I've worked so hard? And obviously that's not a, 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 a 
is a, a literal thing, but like, man, I have just worked so hard that no one in this meeting can compete with me. What is your mindset? Is your mindset that, or is it the one where it's go time? I, I walked around with, um, one year for football, when we had a, a whiteboard in the room, and, and I'm not going to, I'm sure you can fill in the blanks, but I wrote up there, Womb Ficus, W-O-O-Y-M-F-I-C-I-S. And I wrote it up there for an entire season, and I allowed the kids to try and come up with what that meant. And that entire season, they spent trying to come up with, what does that acronym mean? And I'm just screaming it. And... Forget what it exactly is, but it's a CT Fletcher thing. Which one of you is coming in second? <coughs> Which one of you is coming in second? Because as soon as I stepped in the room, we already know who's going to win first. And I know it's a team sport, but in that weight room, it's an individual thing. So which one of you is coming in second? We've already established who's coming in first because I walked in this room. So that was my thing. And for months, I was cheering that at the top of my lungs and kids had no idea what I was talking about. Finally, I started to let a couple kids in the secret, and they started to understand, whoa, that, that's huge. I do want to be first. I want to be first in every category. If we're running sprints, I want to be first. If we're benching this day, I want to be first. If we're maxing out this day, I want to be first everywhere I can. If we're doing a challenge, I want to be first in that. If we're arm wrestling, I want to be first in that. But hold up. Which one of you is coming in second? Because I just showed up, and I'm taking first. Is that your mentality? So you set your mindset to what you want your day to look like. And you create a positive outlook. If you can create a positive outlook on everything that happens as a learning experience. I mean, even this week, being sick, missing a couple workouts. Instead of looking at it as, oh man, I'm two workouts behind. No, I'm two workouts ahead. Because I spent two workouts just healing my body. And now I'm going to be fresh, loose, and energetic going into my next workouts as I feel better. Oh man, that was a rough meeting. That that I just got my butt kicked, and and everything that I had planned went wrong, and and I have to come up with these other plans to try and fix things. Like, no, you have the opportunity to fix all the issues right in front of you. So that positive outlook, and and I, it, it's. Let me slow it down a little bit. This world has changed. It is 2024. And probably six years ago, no one would have ever have thought the things that have happened in the last four or five years would have happened. The whole world came spinning to a halt. And people found a way to overcome, fight through. There is not a more adverse time than, than the COVID shutdown, the pandemic shutdown of, of our country. People found a way to get through that. And and not everybody came out on top. Not everyone came out super successful. Not everyone came out as positive as others. Other people flourished and, and other people, it was a real struggle. But man, the the people still haven't recovered. Some people still are living in those dark days of, of the world being shut down and not allowed to leave their houses. And when everyone thought we were going to die if we left the house. Times have circled back. Go outside. Take a breath of fresh air. If if you can change your outlook to just 
I'll be honest, when, when the pandemic first struck, I did a couch to 5K on my phone because I thought like zombie apocalypse was coming. And I was not going to be be the first one dying from that. And and while I'm partially joking, we literally thought we were all going to die in two weeks. Like it was very bleak. But here we are four years later. And most like the people that are still around and, and flourishing. Let's go. Get yourself up. Pick yourself up. Get yourselves back to square one. And, and if you have a problem in your world, then address it. And no, I'm not saying quit your job and go become a, go hit the lottery. Like some of these things are out of control, but everybody's got their thing in life that you can wake up, put your feet on this earth, put a smile on your face and get moving. A, a lot of people complain about work morale or the depressing things they see on the news or social media doesn't isn't the greatest thing or some of these things in our world just cloud us with so much darkness find your little ray of sunshine and and move forward i mean for years people have been asking me at work how are you doing today and i respond with great fantastic like i don't even know some of these people hey how you doing great they're like well that's a good at like it might not be my real attitude but i'm just going to say that to get someone else and like my college coach said to me I'm faking it. And if I can fake it and rub off on somebody else and crack a smile on their face when I surprise them with a great best day ever, then my job is done. That was my ending note. Fake it, create it, believe it, do it. So, let's review. Your pre-fight checklist. You found your dragon. Is it worthwhile? Does it make you feel valued? Do you get the feedback you need? All right, that's our dragon. Let's go. Mine is this motivational podcast. I'm going to research. I'm going to interview. I'm going to study. I'm going to find. I'm going to do everything circled around motivation. <coughs> I talked a little bit about it before. Do I want to approach this from an academia standpoint where I do my doctorate on it? No, because I want this to be broad. I want it to fit a lot of people not just zero in on one specific demographic. So this is, that's my dragon. That's my journey. My goal, my goals are are lofty. I'm going to still put out this podcast every Tuesday. I don't know when the end will be, but I'm going to have guests. I'm going to have research-based episodes. I'm going to have follow-ups and and piggybacks and and all these little things. My goal is every Tuesday you're going to hear from me. Uh, throughout the week, you're going to see things on social media, and, and I don't have that many followers, I'll be honest. I don't have that many listeners, I don't have that many followers, but who knows, maybe this grows, and, and maybe people cherry pick and, and jump off from there, and I hope it does, because all I'm trying to do is is benefit myself, the people who, who suffered like I did, and someday my kids can pick up with this and find out what kind of person I truly am. <coughs> Commitment. Make sure that you are ready to battle adversity, fight off that self-doubt. You're in it for the long haul, and it is not a waste of time. And lastly, when you wake up every single day, you set the output. You set the tone for your day. You decide when you wake up. For me, at 3.30 tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and make a decision on whether or not my day is going to be great. 
And I promise you right now, I already know the answer. My day starting at 3.30 a.m. tomorrow is going to be great. It's going to be the best day ever because I can put my feet on this earth. I can take a breath of fresh air. I can go outside. I can hug my kids and my wife. And guess what? I will make sure I do everything in my power to make it my best day possible. And the people around me are going to have the best day they possibly can because I will be there. <coughs> you set your day up first thing you wake up. If it takes a cold shower, if it takes a workout, if it takes a good meal, a good song, a, a good motivational video, you set the tone for your day when you wake up. That is all I have today. It was a quicker episode than last week. I'm excited. Now, our next episode is going to be a little on the research side because I'm still kind of gearing up for some of my interviews and I'm really pumped for the first few. Stay on this journey with me. This is it for Dragons and Demons podcast. You can hear more from me at Coach P underscore knows on all social media. Check out the podcast with my wife, the real Kevlar, the story of our bulletproof love story. What else? 45-day challenge is about 29 days in, 16 days to go. Feeling good, looking good, excited for the future. Stick around. There's a whole lot more to come. I appreciate everyone who's listened. And I'll say it one more time. When you get out of bed, you set the tone for your day. You do everything in your power to ensure you're going to have the greatest day ever. Whatever it takes, cold shower, listen to the right music, eat a huge meal, whatever you want to do to kick your day off, you set the tone for your day. Don't let anybody else control the narrative on your day. Have the best Tuesday ever. Tuesday was everybody's, Tuesday was always my dad's bad day. Guess what? We're going to make sure it's everybody's best day ever. See you next time. I'm out.